So what are you guys doing for Christmas? Oh, I got the entire family flying in. 13 airport pickups. Four days of listening to how gifted my nieces are. My brother thinks his daughter, the uh, four-year-old, is going to be the next Beyonce. Eh, eh. She's bad. And she sucks. I'm vacationing in tropical Albany this year with Trisha's family. They got us a cot, which is awesome, but we'll probably end up sleeping on the musty couch in the basement with the cats, all seven of them. Oh, and we get to be there the whole week. Kind of sounds like a prison sentence. Why do you guys put yourselves through that? It's Christmas, right? Don't you have to? We don't need to do it anymore. And, and, and we don't. We absolutely don't do it anymore. No, we're done. Why? What are you doing? We're going to Fiji. Yeah. Just the two of us. Fiji. Don't your families get upset? Not if you tell them you're doing charity work. You lie to your families at Christmas time. I mean, you really can't spell families without lies. Try it. But don't you ever feel guilty? For taking a vacation on our vacation? <laughs> no, not really. Hi, everybody. This is Ed Hoffman. Come on, baby. And welcome to the main event. You know, this song just sounds good on headphones. Thought I'd get myself in the mood. Play a little Van Halen at the beginning. Hey, uh, you know what? This is a big week for lots of stuff. I don't have time for a slow song because I need to get right into this. Lots of stuff happening this week, man. Are we uh, draining the swamp? Are we making America great? Are uh, we uh, making the Democrats mad? Are some of you people in California scratching your head and going, oh, what are we going to do? Too bad. Too bad. You know, what's what, what us Republicans did for eight years. And you know what I, and you know what I think? I'm, list, I'm, I'm listening to people argue about what's going on. I say, you know what? If you can't balance your own checkbook, then you don't get to say, how how America should be run. If you can't pay your bills on time, if you have a credit score that you're not proud of, then you probably shouldn't speak very loudly about how we should run this country. You know, if you're uh, if you uh, cheat on your wife, if you beat your kids, if your kids are out of control, you know what? If you if you if you can't be proud about the way you live your life. You know, hey, we all have the, some things that we're not proud of, but if you're if you're in that those situations that your life is still a mess, probably just shut up and sit on the side and watch. The rest of us, uh, the rest of us that, hey, I'm not saying you're a bad person because your life is a mess. I'm saying, hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do something about it because that's what America is. We're winners. We uh, we 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 go through our adversities and we get past it. And uh, that's what made America great. And that's what's making America great now, folks. So before I get into it, let me introduce myself so I can get into the fun stuff. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Located here in Southern California, offices all over the place, licensed to lend in California, Arizona, a couple states on its way. Uh, but if you're hearing my voice, uh, unless you're hearing on the internet, you're probably in 
California, Arizona anyway. Um, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, buying a house, buying an investment property, buying a vacation home, refinancing one that you have, trying to get your kids out of your, uh, out of your basement, help them get a house, uh, or uh, getting involved in one of those fantastic things that called reverse mortgages. If you're a senior, if you're over 62 and you want to know how to live on your equity and, uh, maybe, uh, enjoy your, your later years a little more, um, call me 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, you can go to WCC Loans, www.wccloans.com. Click on the, uh, you can get all kinds of mortgage information on that site, but you can click on the loan center, click on apply now and uh, put in how much information you want me to have. Tell me what information you want back. Um, it'll pop up on our screen. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my, uh, one of my teammates, uh, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, uh, Oscar Trujillo, Aaron Fredericks, or Cody Bradbury, and uh, we'll help uh, you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzles and uh, help you get it all in. Hey, you know, I, I don't know. Should I do something? Or should I not do something? Should I consider a reverse mortgage? Should I do this? Should I do that? What should I tell my kids? You know, you guys got some confusion in your, uh, we'll help you. And, and we won't tell you to do stuff if it doesn't make sense to do stuff. Well, you know what? If I were you, I'd just stay with what you have. You know, I could do this and do that, but it's not going to be good for you. It's going to be good for me, but it's not going to be good for you. We'll walk away. Well, you know, if you want to talk to someone that dealing with something like uh, your your real estate finances, you want to talk to someone who will give you straight information that's good for you, not good for them. Um, you can trust us because I don't want to have to say I'm sorry for something I did with the wrong intent. Well, I, I, you caught me. I'm sorry. No, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that, and neither is anybody in my company. So uh, if you want to hear anything repeated, you can go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the podcast page. You can hear this show repeated and as well as some past shows. You can also get me on podcast for you podcasters. I actually uh, met someone uh, who's actually running for uh, city council, Carla Thornton of Moreno Valley, and uh, she's a... Uh, She's, you know, she, she's here local. She could hear me on the radio. She didn't ask what time she goes. Are you on podcast? Yeah. She goes, I'm a podcast person. And she just went on uh, iTunes and, and subscribe. So you can get me on SoundCloud or iTunes or on edhoffman.net and uh, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. I'm starting to get more into that again, because now we got twice as many, uh, twice as many characters so we can actually finish a whole thought. And uh, you can follow uh, the, the show on Facebook, facebook.com. Ed Hoffman, the main event, facebook.com slash the main event, Ed Hoffman. There we go. <clears throat> Did it right. Um, if you want to leave some comments on the show, the listener hotline is not where you call for mortgages, but the listener hotline, 855-640-2092. Okay. I'll, I'll mention that. I'll mention that a couple more times. So again, uh, if you want to talk to someone who, uh, thinks like you, 855-640-2020. Uh, eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. Anyway, uh, for uh, for mortgages and that kind of stuff. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on this week. A lot of stuff happening this week. Uh, this week, President Trump announced that the United States will be moving its American embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, where essentially everything in Israel is. 
you know, they're part, they're, uh, they're where all their government people are. I don't know why it's been in Tel Aviv so long, but it's been there forever. And about every single president in the last 30 years, 40 years, has been saying that they're going to do that. But <clears throat> effectively, Trump installed some stones on the United States by saying, hey, we're moving it. They're taking a stand. And, uh, of course, everybody went crazy. And uh, I'll tell you, all the Jewish people I know think, uh, you know, he just got resurrected. Now now uh, Trump is is their favorite. Uh, my sister, as everybody knows, who's a, who's a, in, in uh, my sister Renee in Pennsylvania, who's a staunch Democrat, <clears throat> she went to college and had her brain removed. Um, so, uh, but I asked her, I said, hey, what do you think of Trump now? She goes, well, that's a good move. Let's see if he follows through and does it. <laughs> okay, it would kill her. To, I said, well, guess what? Uh, he, your guy didn't have, didn't have the, uh, the guts to actually, uh, uh, not treat Israel. I mean, if you think about it, um, Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu came over to see, uh, uh, Barack insane Obama had to come through the back door. So none of his Muslim friends would, uh, would see him letting a Jewish person in the, in the, uh, in the back, in the, into the white house and basically left him sitting out in some, some room, a foyer or the oval office while he went and ate dinner with his family. And, uh, you know, he's done nothing but, but, uh, disgrace, disrespect Israel. And now Trump is uh, turning it around instead of just saying that Israel is our greatest friend and our greatest ally and we're support them. Uh, now we're actually doing it. Um, people now the Democrats are, are making, making, uh, say, Hey, look, the Palestinian, we're starting a war. Guess what? It's always a war over there. Palestinians, the Muslims, they're always who they are. It's who they are. We know who they are. We'll use that when uh, we talk about uh, somebody else who says, I know who I am, uh, in a couple of minutes, but, uh, we know who they are, but you know what? I, I really liked, uh, that was uh, Wednesday or third. I think it was Wednesday that Trump said it, uh, Thursday, everybody's complaining about it, except for the Republicans and the Jewish people. And uh, then Nikki Haley, our United States ambassador, former governor of South Carolina, uh, was uh, was in front of the UN and she kicked butt. And I'll uh, I won't play the whole thing, but I like this this part at the end. Uh, it doesn't sound as tough, but listen to what she says when she says, uh, "I'm not going to waste I'm not going to waste this opportunity." Listen to this uh, piece of Nikki Haley. To those who do not act in good faith, to any person, leader, country, or terrorist group that uses this week's decision as a pretext for violence, you are only showing yourselves to be unfit partners of peace. Finally, I will not let this moment pass without a comment about the United Nations itself. Over many years, the United Nations has outrageously been of the world's foremost centers of hostility towards Israel. The UN has done much more damage to the prospects for Middle East peace than to advance them. We will not be a party to that. The United States no longer stands by when Israel is unfairly attacked in the United Nations. And the United States will not be lectured to by countries that lack any credibility when it comes to treating both Israelis and Palestinians fairly. It is no coincidence that the historic peace agreements between Egypt and Israel and between Jordan and Israel were both signed on the White House lawn. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? Hey, say it like it is. We're not going to be a part of that. We're, you know, it doesn't matter who we, who we make mad. 
It only respond. It only matters what's the right thing to do. You know what? Do what's right. Do what's right at ev- everywhere in your life, and you don't have to apologize to anybody. Do what's right. I've had I'm had a, a argument with uh, with someone on Facebook, some uh, some uh, friend of my wife's, and uh, that she's known all her life, and I've known her for the last several years, um, and she's a staunch Democrat. And uh, I had to remind her, hey, you know what? The president of the United States' job is to to make decisions based on what is the best thing for the country, not in 2017, not in 2018, but forever. Okay? If you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, if you're not a little bit nervous about the kind of country that they're going to live in when you're gone, hey, I'll be gone. So what I care? Well, I care. As long as I'm here, I'm going to care. Okay? I don't care about Democrats. I do care about making them smart because they might have, they might be, uh, they might be salvageable, and we could turn them into Republicans or at least intelligent conservatives. Whether they change their uh, voting registration really doesn't really doesn't mean anything to me. So anyway, let's talk about some more stuff. Al Franken resigns today. The swamp creature has left the building. Well, almost. So uh, so uh, his still no official re- resignation date, but. Uh, Minnesota Senator Al Franken announced Thursday he will resign in the coming weeks, in the, quote, coming weeks, end quote. Uh, In light of the growing number of sexual harassment accusations against him, when more women came forward earlier this week to tell about their experiences with him, 10 of Franken's fellow Democrats, seven of them women, threw him under the bus to save their own skin. You know, they don't want to look bad like they're they're asking Roy Moore to get out uh, based on allegations with no proof of anything. Uh, from 40 years ago versus, uh, you know, Al Franken's all in the last five, 10 years and some of it with uh, evidence. Um, So uh, here's a bit of uh, these Democrats making statements. I do not feel that he should continue to serve. Well, we can't force him to resign, but I hope that he'll do the right thing when he tells us what his decision is. But I think it would be better for the country for him to offer that clear message that he values women, that we value women, and that this kind of behavior is not acceptable. Senator Franken's uh, conduct was wrong. He has admitted to it, and he should resign from the Senate. Yeah, well, uh, in that last clip, you heard Dick Durbin of Illinois say Franken admitted to. But what what he he admitted to what he did, but did he admit it? Uh, let's go to his dramatic announcement on the Senate floor. A couple months ago... I felt that we had entered an important moment in the history of this country. We were finally beginning to listen to women about the ways in which men's actions affect them. The moment was long overdue. I was excited for that conversation and hopeful that it would result in real change that made life better for women all across the country and in every part of our society. Then the conversation turned to me. Over the last few weeks, a number of women have come forward to talk about how they felt my actions had affected them. I was, I was shocked. I was upset. But in responding to their claims, I also wanted to be respectful of that broader conversation. Because all women deserve to be heard and their experiences taken seriously. I think that was the right thing to do. I also think 
It gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently. Yeah, well, can you say lip service? Can you say insincere? Can you say, uh, uh, without admitting guilt, uh, I'm just going to leave? Uh, 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 you know, it's, and you know, and the, and the pandering to women, I don't understand this. I mean, Hillary Clinton plays her whole, her whole, uh, campaign on it. You know, finally we're going to listen to women. Hey, you know what? Why do you have to listen to women? Listen to everybody. Think about what, think about how all your actions affect anybody, not just women. Hey, you know what? Men are the stronger sex. We're bigger, we're tougher, we're stronger. Protect women. Okay? When they say something, listen to them. And if and if they're completely off base, tell them. Just the same way you do a man. Give them the same respect. You know, hey, we got to pretend, how, we'll make sure we give gay people respect. Hey, they need to give us respect. We need to respect everybody. And you know what? And I don't need to see what you guys do in your bedroom to uh, to prove that I respect you. You know what? I don't. You don't know what I do in my bedroom. I don't want to know what you do in your bedroom. Hey, everybody just respect each other. We don't have to, well, you're black and I'm white. Okay, we're both people. Who cares what color your skin is? Hey, you're gay. I'm gay. I'm straight and you're gay. Who cares? I don't care. We're, we're having a conversation. We're not, we're not going to bed. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. Everybody just, well, we have to pander to women. You know, they're the most, they're, they're, uh, they need to make more money for the same thing that they do now. Guess what? They get paid the same thing and they get all that time off. You know what? Let's just call it what it is. Let's just call it what it is and quit pandering. Listen to these accounts, but from that and in that, let's go, let's go forward. Listen to the accounts and see if you think Frank, if Franken didn't do these things he's accused of doing. A former congressional aide whose name was withheld by the publication claimed that Franken uh, had tried to forcibly kiss her after taping his radio show in 2006, two years before his election to the Senate. The woman claimed that Franken had told her, it's my right as an entertainer. Then a liberal talk show host, a real liberal radio host, Linda or Tina Dupuis, wrote about how Franken groped her while posing for a photo at Media Matters Party. It shrunk me. Dupuis, had, who had been married for two years at the time of the alleged uh, sexual assault, wrote in The Atlantic. It was like I was no longer a person, only ornamental. It said, you don't matter, and I do. He wanted to cop a feel, and he demonstrated he didn't need my permission. Well, Tina, you know what? Uh, without taking Franken's side on this here, uh, you didn't need his permission to punch him in the face either after it was done. Uh, apparently you didn't do that, but, uh, here, it reminds me of this little clip from a movie called, this is where I leave you. Who are you coming in here with this middle part at your age, barking orders at everyone? Who the hell am I? Yeah. I'm Wendy Altman. Oh. 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 That's what happens. Yeah, that's a princess go, cut. Go. Clown. Yep. That's a princess cut. You know what guys, if you want your wife to be able to defend herself, buy her a princess cut. They're sharp on the edges. They cut real good. You know, and they're pretty. W women like them. My wife likes her princess cut, and I'm just glad she hasn't punched me in the face with it because it hurts. So, uh, so you know, knock on wood, no telling what could happen at any given moment. But uh, so far, I haven't got punched with it. Uh, but you know, like you know, the, let's just play the next clip, next next little piece of uh, Al Franken. You know, an important part of the conversation we've been having the last few months has been about how men abuse their power and privilege to hurt women. I am proud 
that during my time in the Senate, I have used my power to be a champion of women. And that I've earned a reputation as someone who respects the women I work alongside every day. I know there's been a very different picture of me painted over the last few weeks, but I know who I really am. Serving in the United States Senate has been the great honor of my life. I know in my heart that nothing I have done as a senator, nothing has brought this honor on, on this institution. And I am confident that the Ethics Committee would agree. Nevertheless, today I am announcing that in the coming weeks, I will be resigning as a member of the United States Senate. I, of all people, am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office, and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with the, with the full support of his party. Yeah, well, you know who you really are. We know who you really are, too, Al. Uh, go back to Saturday Night Live where you can be who you really are and not have to uh, apologize for it. And, uh, well, you know, right out of the Democratic playbook, if uh, if you get cornered, just switch it over and try to put your deeds onto somebody else. Well, the guy in the Oval Office bragged on tape. Well, he didn't know he was on tape. He was just talking talking trash like guys do when it's just guys around. Uh, and you guys all know know what happens. And uh, what's worse is I can't find a woman who won't who will deny the fact that the only people that talk dirtier than men when there's only only men around are women when there's only women around. So, uh, but that's all happening. Hey, uh, Al's not leaving yet, and I'm thinking, why is he leaving in the coming weeks? He wants to have some time to get some some sympathy from the people he works with. Reminds me of scene from Jerry Maguire. Jerry, I want to cry for what they did to you at SMI. If, if we weren't right in the middle of the accurate deal, we, you know I'd go with you. Oh, Jerry. Oh, God. Call waiting. Who could be calling me now? Hi, Kathy Sanders. Still me, Kathy. Classic, classic. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, Al wants to have some people, uh, uh, you know, some some of his women in his office say, I can't believe it, Al. We love you so much. And he can cop a feel one more time. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, let's get on with Al, without Al Franken. So Mike Flynn, Mike Flynn this week, uh, former national security advisor, pled guilty to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador during the presidential transition, becoming the first senior White House official to cut a cooperation deal in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the Russian interference in our election. That's a long sentence. So everyone's going, oh, he cut a deal. He cut a deal. The documents related to Flynn's plea do not disclose what President-elect Trump knew about uh, Flynn's discussions. Uh, but it, but in at least one instance, Flynn was directed by a very senior member of the Trump transition team to discuss a U.N. resolution. Trump's lawyers believe that an unnamed aide was uh, Mr. Trump's son-in-law and close advisor Jared Kushner. And that's good enough for the liberals in the media. 
like uh, morons Joe Scarborough and his wife Mika on PMS NBC's uh, Morning Joe. I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening because I don't know if they were arrogant or just incredibly unself-aware and really dumb about like what the job was about, how important it was, and how under the microscope every move you made would be. I think they just thought they'd go in there and flim-flam and riff through it. You know, and I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening the, and that people might go to jail. You're exactly right. For the that, rest of their lives. Yeah, for the rest of their lives. People might go to jail for the rest of their lives. OMG. Can you say morons? Amazing. I know somebody who watches these two morons every day and really likes them. I won't say his name, but morons! Anyway, uh, so anyway, hey, I'm almost out of time for uh, part one of the main event. I'm going to continue this story after the break. Stay tuned for some commercials and traffic and stuff, and I'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman. Welcome back to the main event, part two. Yep, this is headphone music. Headphone music, I probably shouldn't use this again because I just get mesmerized. I just want to just turn up the thing and rock out. So anyway, uh, welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation. I don't talk about what I do uh, very much uh, doing mortgages, but I have to remind you that... Uh, that I do mortgages, and uh, if you need a reverse mortgage, you need a forward mortgage, you need to buy, you need to refinance, you want to uh, do anything with your real estate financing, you want to talk to somebody who uh, will actually talk straight to you, that actually has experience, that actually has done a mortgage for himself. Uh, I've, uh, my wife and I have like 10 houses right now. We've had a ton of more uh, rental houses and a ton of uh, houses that we've flipped. And uh, right now we have two second homes, seven rental properties, and a commercial property, uh, a commercial property as well as our corporate building at Wholesale Capital. Um, I flipped a a, good, uh, a gazillion of these things. Um, I've done it. I've done it. I've helped other people do it. I've uh, helped people make a ton of money on real estate. If you need someone that'll give you straight talk. Uh, about any of that stuff, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. Hey, uh, don't forget our, uh, listener hotline. If you hear something that, uh, that inspires you to say something nice, or you can call me and, and, uh, tell me how you don't agree with anything I say. And, uh, you don't even like the way I look on the radio. Of course, I got a perfect face for radio. Uh, but remember it's, uh, eight, five, five, six, four, zero, 2092. I'll try to remember to tell you at the end of the show, cause that's when you should be good and revved up. Eight, five, five, six, four, zero, 2092 is listener hotline. <clears throat> I might just play your, uh, your message on the radio like this one. Hey Ed, I want to tell you how much I enjoyed your program today. And I had never heard it before, but I will be tuning in again. You made some really good salient points about, uh, the political and the sexual allegations and uh, uh, all the people that died around the Clintons, which I've known about, but I sure like that you broadcast it. Very, very good. I just wanted to say kudos. Great job, man. You were right on the money. 
I really enjoyed your program, and uh, I will be telling other people to listen in. Hey, thanks, Mel, and uh, we'll be uh, back with you. Yes, you mentioned something uh, about uh, wanting to talk and see if it was about a mortgage or what. We'll be getting back to you. Also, uh, so we were talking before the break about Michael Flynn and uh, how he cut a deal uh, cut a deal with uh, the Mueller uh, investigation. And uh, somebody close to Mike Flynn told Fox News that uh, Flynn pled guilty because he was emotionally broken, financially broken, and his family said enough was enough. In other words... He did this because Robert Mueller and his investigation and invest and his this investigation are ruining his family's life. You know that's quite believable. Quite believable. I mean, you think about it. Hey, he he did something a lot of other people have done. Uh, he talked to some people. He lied to some people. He thought it was not that important. And I guarantee you, nothing he did is going to impact anybody other than him. Didn't impact the. It didn't impact the uh, invest the. The election, it didn't impact anything else, but he did lie about it. And so he just finally said, okay, I'll, I'll throw myself on my sword. I served my country for years and years and years, and he was a lieutenant general, I think. Might have, he wasn't a full general, he was a lieutenant general, right? I think it was, I don't know, whatever he was. He's a General Mike Flynn. Uh, he served, served our country, and we should just say thank you. Here's what Trump had to say about it. I will say this. Uh, Hillary Clinton lied many times to the FBI. Nothing happened to her. Flynn lied and they destroyed his life. I think it's a shame. Hillary Clinton, on the 4th of July weekend, went to the FBI, not under oath. It was the most incredible thing anyone's ever seen. She lied many times. Nothing happened to her. Flynn lied and it's like they ruined his life. It's very unfair. Thank you very much. Hey, remember, when you hear when you hear the... Uh the Democrats say about how how Trump uh, uh, tried to uh, obstructed justice. You know, his obstructing justice was making a comment to uh, to uh, James Comey that said, "Hey, you know, I hope you'll go easy on this guy." Ah, man, that was obstructing justice, wasn't it? You know, I think they brought up a vote in the uh, Senate, Senate or the House this past week about uh, on wanting to start impeachment on Trump over that and. Uh, Everybody voted no. Even the Democrats say, hey, you know, you're an idiot. Uh, there's there's nothing to in, impeach him about. So uh, let me make a few other comments here. Uh, remember, uh, Hillary had two aides, uh, Uma Abedin, that was uh, Uma Abedin Wiener, Anthony Wiener's former wife, was his wife at the, at the time, but that didn't make it through the election. So Uma Abedin and Cheryl Mills both lied to the FBI about whether they knew about the secret server. Both said they did not, but both of them talked about the Hillary server in emails released by the FBI. And what happened to them? You guessed it. Nothing. Not a damn thing. I don't know. Does that anger you? Oh, but Trump obstructed justice. He's no good. Okay, morons, 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 morons. Here's the real collusion. Evidence of the collusion on Hillary Clinton's side continues to pour in. This week it was revealed that an FBI agent named Peter Strozik frequently texts his his mistress messages with strong anti-Trump, pro-Clinton bias, often taking on a mocking tone of Trump. In light of this information, Strozik became such a political liability that special counsel Robert Mueller had to boot him off the Russia investigation. 
Most of us had never heard of Strazek before this week, but records show that he was the second highest ranking official in the counterintelligence division division of the FBI and the person who changed James Comey's language describing uh, Hillary's behavior as grossly negligent to extremely careless. Remember, uh, remember, gross negligence is a crime. Extreme carelessness is not. So is it the same thing? Yes, but if he says it, hey... Uh, she was grossly negligent, but I don't see where she has broken any laws. That would be uh, that would be a uh, contradiction. But so they changed to extremely careless, so there'd be no law. You know what? For those of you that were watching when he made that, or listening on the radio, and cursing at your radio uh, when you heard it, wait, 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 wait! He just made the case to put her away, and then he said no one would take this case. I don't get it. Extreme carelessness. Is that the same as gross negligence? Yes. So uh, there was a uh, there was a hearing this week with the uh, at the with the congressman uh, talking to uh, the new head of the FBI, Chris Ray. I rather liked uh, Jim Jordan. I liked the way he uh, he made this line of questions. Uh, director was Agent Peter Strzok, the former deputy head of counterintelligence at the FBI. I don't remember his exact title, but I believe that's correct. And he's the same Peter Strzok who was a key player in the Clinton investigation, the same Peter Strzok who interviewed Cheryl Mills, whom Abedin participated in the Clinton, uh, Secretary Clinton's interview. And he's also the same Peter Strzok who now we know changed Director Comey's exoneration letter, changed the term gross negligence, which is a crime, to extreme carelessness. Is that the same guy? Well, Congressman, I don't know every step that uh, the individual you mentioned was involved in, but certainly I know that he was heavily involved in the uh, Clinton and he, email investigation. Thank you. And, he, and is, it's, is this the same Peter Strzok who helped, uh, was a key player in the Russian investigation, and the same Peter Strzok who was put on Mueller's team, uh, special counsel Bob Mueller's team? I certainly know that he was working on the special counsel's investigation. Whether or not he would be characterized as in a the key same, player on that investigation, that's okay, really not the, for me to say. And the same Peter Strzok that we learned this past weekend was removed from the special counsel team because he exchanged text messages with a colleague at the FBI that were displayed a pro-Clinton bias. Is that accurate? Yes. Talk about the same guy. Okay. Yes. Well, here's what I'm not getting. Peter Strzok is selected to be on Mueller's team... After all this history, put on Mueller's team, and then he's removed for some pro-Clinton text messages. I mean, there are all kinds of people on Mueller's team who are pro-Clinton. There's been all kinds of stories. PolitiFact reported 96% of the top lawyers' uh, uh, contributions went to Clinton or Obama. But Peter Strzok, the guy who ran the Clinton investigation, interviewed Mills, Abedin, interviewed Secretary Clinton, changed gross negligence and crime to the term extreme carelessness, who ran the Russian investigation, who interviewed Mike Flynn, gets put on Mueller's team, and then he gets kicked off for a text message that's anti-Trump. If he kicked everybody off Mueller's team who was anti-Trump, I don't think there'd be anybody left. Now, are you starting to pick up on where this is going? Are you starting to feel slimy about how our government's run? You know what I like? You know when uh, Trump said he's going to drain the swamp? I think he's and I and I predicted I predicted if if Trump went in there because he doesn't have any cronies as his friends any any uh, political allies in there he's he's coming in as a, as a as a smart businessman he's gonna get in there and say you guys are doing what how do you do this 
and uh, put a stop to this. And it, and now you're seeing it. You're seeing uh, Congress people saying they're not going to they're not going to run for reelection or they're just resigning. You're seeing senators and like, hey, it's no fun here anymore. It's no fun. That's how you drain the swamp. That's also how you how you overturn a, a government. You know, uh, when we're thinking when you think about North Korea, hey, we don't want to rather than rather than throw bombs at them, we're trying to get China to put sanctions on them so that it starves their people. Not not that their people aren't already starving. So that their people say, hey, enough is enough, and they rise up and they take over their their own government. And we don't have to we don't have to get involved anymore. And that's how how you do it. That's kind of what uh. Uh, what, you know, how, how it works always is you try to put sanctions on a people, try to get the people to do the, do the work for us. So, uh, here's Congressman Peter King, a member of the house intelligence committee. This raises very real questions about the Hillary Clinton investigation. Somebody who is so high up on it in that investigation, who is so much involved in this final statement and making decisions, the fact that he was so anti-Trump and that this is right in the middle of a presidential campaign, it really class, uh, puts a whole shadow over the uh, you know, the findings of that investigation and the decision that was made, uh, why they uh, are focusing on intent when intent is not required. Yeah, but uh, 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 Strazik, Strazik or Strock, however you say his name, isn't the only one caught colluding for Hillary. We've also learned that Mueller's deputies, Andrew Weissman, one of his one of his deputies, Andrew Weissman, praised outgoing at- acting attorney general Sally Yates via email after she was fired by President Trump for refusing to def- to defend his controversial travel ban, which incidentally this week was just overturned by the Supreme Court said it was constitutional to do what he did. We all knew that. And all these idiot Democrat uh, judges uh, from a few Democrat states got in the way to stop it because we're going to stop it from us being non-American by not letting Muslims in here till we can figure out how to vet them. Oh, my God. Protecting our country? What's that about? Let's protect our country. We don't have to let bad guys in. Yates' January 2017 emails were obtained by Watchdog Group Judicial Watch. We have to nominate Judicial Watch for the Person of the Year uh, on Time Magazine this year, I think. Uh, so Judicial Watch obtained these through a lawsuit against Department of Justice, which Judicial Watch filed after its Freedom of Information Act requests were ignored. The email from Weissman shows that the, that the night of January 30th, Weissman wrote to Yates under the subject line, I am so proud. He continued, and in, and in awe, thank you so much, all my deepest respects. Isn't that nice? You guys are so, so nice to each other. Hey, just stop Trump no matter what. Doesn't matter if he's doing the right thing or the wrong thing. He doesn't talk like a president. We better just shut him down. It's just not cool. Tell him to stop tweeting. He's hurting, he's hurting, my, hurting my brain. Uh, former Secret Service agent and Clinton critic Dan Bongino connects all the dots between this uh, and the, the charges against Michael Flynn and the lies Hillary, Hillary's allies told the FBI. Here he is with Tucker Carlson. So, Dan, obviously, I don't, most Americans don't want to think badly of the FBI or to suspect that politics are behind key decisions in investigations. Sure. But I am sincerely baffled as to how Human Abedin and Cheryl Mills could apparently lie in their interviews to the FBI and escape any kind of penalty, and Michael yeah. Flynn lies and pleads to a felony charge. Uh, how can that be? Because, Tucker, this is the weaponization of your government and mine. Um, You know, as a former federal agent and someone who worked inside the White House, 
Um, if you're not scared of your government tonight, this case should at least tickle you a little bit and wake you up. Donald Trump's crime, make yeah. no mistake at this point, was winning this presidential election. Tucker, let's walk through just quickly how this started. This was all based on a crime, a, a, and I'm using the, air, the dreaded air quotes here, of a violation of the Logan Act, an act that has never been successfully prosecuted in the history of the Constitutional yes. Republic, which says that private citizens can't negotiate with foreign governments. Really? Why isn't Jimmy Carter in jail for going to visit the Palestinians? Why isn't Jesse Jackson exactly. in jail for going to North Korea? The answer is because nobody took or it seriously. Or Barack Obama, who's abroad negotiating global warming agreements in effect all the time, or Bill Clinton, or any former president, you know, including Ronald Reagan. I mean, you're right. It's ridiculous. Obama, who was just overseas doing that, by the way. This, and, and who started right. this whole thing with the Logan Act, according to multiple reports I've seen out there now? Sally Yates who then used the premise of violating the Logan Act, a largely fictitious crime no one's ever been prosecuted with, used that as a premise to go to the White House and say, well, Mike Flynn is now subjected, could potentially be bribed because he violated a crime no one's ever been prosecuted for? Tucker, this is a frightening case. And then double that down with Andrew Weissman and Jim Comey. Jim Comey, who acknowledged starting the special counsel after he was fired by leaking sensitive data to the press. This case stinks. It's a scam. It's a sham. And it should scare every American, regardless of your political stripes. Yep. And uh, think about some other people that have gone and talked to foreign governments. Uh, Dennis Rodman. How come he's not in jail? How about Sean Penn? How come he's not in, in jail? How about Beyonce and Jay-Z? Oh, we can't do that. They're everybody's favorites. <sighs> It's BS, folks. It's BS. I hate to be so focused on the negative, but it's BS. We need to drain the swamp. We need to get rid of all this corruption. If Trump does nothing else but that, I'll be disappointed, but that'll be a, that'll be a big accomplishment. You know, we need to just do a big old uh, take the uh, take the everybody in the Senate and the House that's been there longer than uh, ten years and just flush. Flush the punch bowl, everybody, and uh, start over. That's my thought. Anyway, so uh, over the past few weeks, we've been asking questions about that uh, nobody seems to have any answers to about the Las Vegas shooting in uh, in October. Uh, like, uh, how come that lady in uh, Apple Valley died in her sleep after she was uh, after she was getting on the internet trying to organize witnesses to go to uh, witnesses that were at the uh, the big uh, Route 91 uh, country music concert out there at the, at the outside the Mandalay Bay. Um, I guess she was making too much noise, and she suddenly got dead in her sleep. And then those uh, couple up in La Cresta, part of uh, in the hills over uh, Marietta, nice area. They they bumped their car into the wrought iron fence and a little uh, block pillar, and it burst into flames, and they died. And uh, last weekend, we have uh, the guy that lives in Prompt that uh, got run over by a, by a hit and run. That people are just getting dead. I don't understand it. I thought, uh, I thought, I thought they were just quiet. They're really dead. So um, it's just amazing. Um, this week, seven news, seven news organizations. Petition to have search warrants related to shooter Stephen Paddock unsealed, proving that it's not just conspiracy theorists like me or, and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but somebody sent me a thing on Facebook said, yeah, you sound like Alex Jones. Okay. I don't want to sound like Alex Jones, but you know what? Just, you know, 
there's a lot of questions out there. There's a lot of questions out there. And uh, so here's uh, uh, here is Doug Papa, who's a, a reporter from the back east, talking on Tucker Carlson. Where was the 40-member SWAT team the night of the worst mass shooting in American history? And as Let, Let's stop right there. What's the answer to that? Um, nobody knows, and actually nobody actually asked the question to Sheriff Lombardo to this day. I was the only one that wrote these in the stories. Um, I do not know where they were. I do know from doing my investigation and talking to sources um, within and outside the Metropolitan Police Department that Levi Hancock, who was the officer that breached the door with explosives, went in with an ad hoc team of two canine officers and a, uh, I believe the Donaldson was the gang unit detective, and he was a little concerned about his safety from what I was told because he was going in with people he never worked with before. Uh, his SWAT team members weren't anywhere in sight. Um, that's one of the things I raised, one of the issues I raised yeah. in the story. I do not know. Um, and, and that's, you can add that to a long list of things we don't know. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of other questions that we don't know, like, uh, for instance, was Stephen Paddock known to the authorities before this attack? The lawyer for the, one of the victims who are suing uh, MGM says she suspects the answer is probably yes. Um, was it known to the local to the local law enforcement? I don't know if it was local, but I bet you people were watching him. Why did the Las Vegas PD pull the homicide division off the case? Why was it reass reassigned to the forced force investigation team, which normally investigates officer-involved shootings? Hmm. Maybe uh, the lower guys are just uh, asked too many questions, and we don't want we don't want to. You don't want none of this, son. Just stay away. Why did Paddock have two shooting positions? Why did he have two shooting positions? Well, I don't know if there is an answer to that, but I assume so. He's got better angle on certain people. Where is Mary Lou Danley, his girlfriend? She was brought back from the Philippines, questioned by the FBI, and was never to be heard from again. Is she in witness protection? Was she sent back to the Philippines? Is she in seclusion somewhere in uh, Nevada? Nobody seems to know. I don't know. It seemed to me if uh, this lady was living with him and uh, you got to question her for six hours, you'd have a pretty good idea what this guy had. You know, people people don't plan these kind of, uh, these kind of uh, attacks without being good and juicy mad. I mean, it's not just, it's not just, well, this is kind of annoying. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go shoot somebody. It's, uh, it's, hey, you know what? This guy needs to die. We need to kill a lot of people. If that's the case, I, I have a hard time thinking that the woman you live with won't know what's going on. Have an idea. Um, so what, so what, and what happened to Jesus Campos, the security guard? He was living at the MGM property on their, on their dime until December 1st. Uh, why were they hiding him out for two months? I don't know. And the bottom line, why is there still no motive for Paddock? Uh, this is a man who, according to everyone he knew, um, uh, had no interest in politics or religion. So what did he do it for? You know, there was some conspiracy stuff on, uh, that, uh, that I think, and I think this was Alex Jones. The only reason I know that, uh, who Alex Jones was was because uh, these guys are uh, were saying that he was working for ISIS. He was or he was working for the FBI undercover, and the ISIS guys knew that figured out it was a sting operation. They came in and killed him, and then they actually carried it out. Um, we don't know, but it's just as uh, peculiar that you know now we know that the uh, 
the security guard, Jesus Campos, showed up six minutes before the shooting started. Well, what alerted him to that? Maybe the guys shot Paddock. Somebody heard the shot. He showed up at the at the uh, at the uh, door, pounding on it, and he got shot through the door um, in his leg. And this and this brings me up to uh, I talked to a guy uh, Angel Lopez in Moreno Valley the other day, and he uh, used to shoot these machine guns in Afghanistan. And he said, you know what? There's no way when you listen to the tapes that you go. He goes, you can hear. There's no way a bump stock is is going that fast because a bump stock is a kind of a stock on your gun that just takes the vibration of the gun and bounces it back forth so you can shoot it faster. He goes, that's a belt fed machine gun. The only thing that could shoot that fast. And he goes, when you shoot it, you got, you shoot it like you go like 69 rounds, then you got to stop for a little bit because otherwise the the gun gets so hot and then the belt will keep feeding it continuously. You won't be able to stop it. So he was telling me all this stuff. I go, man, that was interesting. And how come people don't know? Because people don't know. If you haven't been in the military, you never shot him. I've never shot a machine gun. I've shot an AR-15. I own one, and uh, you know it's it's a, and the other thing is a guy in Paddock's uh, condition. You know, if you're standing up there and then you run over the other window, you pick up another gun. That wears your that wears your butt out. You know, you, you know you shoot it, kaboom, 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 and then you rest for a second. Okay, did I use up did I use up all my bullets yet? No, I got three more. Kaboom, 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 and then you go. Oh, okay, let's go reload. Unless you got one of those bigger clips, and then you do it, do that a couple times, it wears you out. Okay. Uh, so anyway, anyway, so I'm out of time for this episode of the main event, folks. Uh, you're out there, you're shopping, you're going to Christmas parties. Be responsible. Use Uber. Don't drink and drive. Don't get uh, don't get in in uh, fights with the people at Toys R Us when they don't take your check. Uh, you know, don't uh, keep your cool. Keep your cool, no matter how good it is. Things are never as bad as they seem. Things are never as good as they seem. Don't get too high when things are good. Don't get too low when things are down. It'll turn around. Anyway, folks, uh, my name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I will be back again with you next week. The content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license number 0114-7747 and California Finance Lenders license number 603-K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 096199.